B'Shem Hashem Na'asev Na'atziach. We're in the Misriyat Yesharim. And today's subject is desecrating God's name, Chilul Hashem, which is obviously a very serious matter. It says, Onfech Chilul Hashem Gamkem Amrim Gdolim. Oh my goodness, yes, I was just, somebody was driving me around today and it is a very, very delicate and which means since people are observing us every second, it's, we have to go out of our way not to make a chil Hashem. Like, I told the guy, why don't you put a, a garbage bag in your, a small bag and don't throw out the pistachios out of your car. Now, Baruch Hashem, he didn't have a yarmulke on, but it's really, we have to be meticulous in our actions. We have to be thoughtful in our actions. A lot of chilu Hashem ki harbes tarich adam liot chas al kevod kono v'chol ma'ashiyosim. A person has to give respect to Hashem. You know, when once you wear a yarmulke, people, you know, listen. The more greater and closer you are to Hashem, the more fine fi, through a fine comb, you have to be meticulous and careful with your actions, because you're you're closer to God, and people, God is perfect, right? And people are expecting more what from you? Perfection. You understand? And that's really what the, the Gemara says. He says, We have to be very careful through our actions, God forbid. We shouldn't cause God's honor to become what? Lower. Because where's God? God, when we got the Torah at the Har Sinai, you know, we are His ambassadors to the world, Right? So if we are God's representatives on this world, our actions need to be noble, need to be humble, need to be perfect, not clueless and negligent. So there's some people I just, I cannot, I want to run like a thousand miles away the other way from them. Because their, their whole operation, the way they act, the way they talk, the way they walk is all thoughtless. It's not exact. It's not being in a specific honorable and noble and humble and good way. It's just so random and anything that comes out of their mouth, right? We, we can't do that. Because it says, Echad shogeg v'echad mezid Hashem. It doesn't matter if you were, if you, the chil Hashem that you made wasn't on purpose, right? Even the bottom of the day, through your negligence, Chilul Hashem came out either you, if you did it purposely or unpurposely, you, you know. And the Rambam, we, we pass in the Rambam says, you don't get forgiven till Chilul Hashem even on Yom Kippur. Only when you die, you get forgiven, right? Because now what is a Chilul Hashem? The Gemara says in Yuma Peivav, Amar Rav Kegon Alter. Rav said, let's say I go by. Okay, let's say the custom in a certain city is that they do not sell anything on credit. Like here in LA, La Brea Kosher, everybody has like a, it's very nice. The store owners trust a lot of people and then they have a running open credit line up to like 2000 or New York also, I know it's like this, or Israel. You like the guy has a special electronic code and it's like, oh, your balance is 1000 500 Then they paid off once a month because they have account number. But let's say you're living in a society that that doesn't exist. Now, you're a rabbi, since you're a big shot, and everybody respects you, you buy on credit, 
you don't pay right away. So what are people going to think? Oh, the rabbi's taking advantage. Not, either he's not paying for his item, or why is he getting special treatment, right? And, you know, unfortunately, many of us human beings, we don't, they don't even have one ounce of decency to give the guy 1% the benefit of the doubt. They're always looking to bash him, you know, break him down. And worse, they think their, their brains have been modified in a way that they're always pure negativity. So that could, the Rav says that could be a Chil Hashem because people think that I'm not paying for my, what, what I ordered at the butcher. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Rabbi Yochan says if I walk four feet without Torah and tefillin, right? I have to be angelic. I have to be, if I just waste my time and people think that rabbis are wasting their time. And he says, The greater people that hold you in esteem, if you're like Rabbi Vadia Yosef or Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, then you have to be super careful. You always have, constantly have to be vigilant not to do anything that's not appropriate according to your what? Level. According to your great knowledge and wisdom and piousness, you have to be careful in the way you conduct yourself in front of the eyes. Actually, the Khatam Sofer said, he said, you know what the hardest mitzvah in the Torah is? The Prophet Shmuel, which is equal to Moshe and Aaron, you know, Shemuel Hanavi, that's this week's parsha. actually. Why did Korach, Moshe's cousin, start out with him? You know why? Because he had a spark of divine prophecy, Ruach HaKodesh, and he saw that I'm going to have a great-great-grandson, Shmuel Hanavi, that is equal to both Moshe, not only Moshe, Moshe and Aaron on one side of the scale, and Shemuel on the other hand. That's what gave him the chutzpah, the audacity to start up with the master of all prophets, right? Moshe is the Adonai Nevi'im. So he says, you have to understand that the, um, the the greater we are, the more care- careful we need to be in conducting ourselves. If he's not, if he's just negligent, then uh, that's what it is. So I was telling you about Shmuel Anavi. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. But Shmuel, the Chatam Sofer said the hardest mitzvah in the Torah is There's a concept that both God and the nation of Israel should never have any doubts whether you were ethical in your business dealings. Like Shmuel Anavi, before he passed away, he said, It was in the middle of the dry season in Israel, like LA, you know, it doesn't rain here. All of a sudden it started pouring down like a flood of water, a storm of water. Because he said, the heavens and earth should be my witness that I didn't even take any funds. Shemuel and Navi didn't take a penny for all his services of being, you know. So the Khatam Sover says, it's very... Between you and God, God knows your heart. It's easy to, he said in a way, it's easier to keep God happy than the population, the general population happy, because some of them are, have this poison of negativity and pessimism and, uh, you know, um, paranoia. They think everybody's a crook like they themselves are. I mean, there's a concept there also of, um, kola posel bemumo posel. If you, if, like the Gemara says, whoever calls everybody, Everybody in town, a mamzer, you gotta think maybe himself 
subconsciously has that. It's a scary thing. So he says, Ki Torah He says, the honor of Torah is not only that you know all of Shas. Okay, that's great. God is not looking for encyclopedias. But a, see, that was the great, see, that's the greatest, greatness of all our leaders, like Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Rav, um, Rav Ovadia Yosef, a, a, the, the, the greatness of their heart was equal to their mind. As much as they were intellectual giants, the, I was with Rav Chaim Kanievsky, he was basically a dead man. He was still seeing, like, uh, winning 200 people a day and blessing them. So how selfless could a person be? You know? So the, the greatness of our Gedolim is their humility, their ethics, their integrity is as great as their vast genius knowledge of Torah, right? And if it's, if it's, if, if it's the other way around, right? Like one time, the head of our yeshiva, the Bala Voides Alevi, Rav Rudamin, Rav Yaakov Yitzchak Rudamin once said, he, he, he didn't like it. He said, a rabbi has to be a spiritual father. The same way a father loves his son, that's how much you have to care about your students. So he got all the rebbies in yeshiva. He said, yeshiva is not a Talmudic university. It's a whole different, you understand? That's the same thing. A rabbi is just not somebody that knows a, a, his, his humility, his nobility, his, um, being in such a angelic and humble way has to be equal to his knowledge. If, the, if it's not that way, it causes chilashem, you know? And it causes bizayon a little more that small. It causes, because people, again, Rav Volbi in the Ali Shore explains this, that Torah Hashem Temima. God is perfect, His Torah is perfect. Now us people are not perfect. But the expectation, people have, even the most sinister and unreligious Jew knows, deep, deep down in his deepest echelons of his soul, different, deepest layers of his soul, that the Torah and God are perfect. So there's an expectation that if you are connected to that, you should equally be what? All your actions should be as perfect as humanly possible. So if God forbid, you, you know a lot of Torah, but you, you're dishonest in business, you curse out people, you don't have patience, it causes a very, it causes people to run away. That's a chilul Hashem, right? Because a, re, a Torah scholar, see people don't realize this, how important rabbis, it's not, rabbis is the wrong thing. Torah scholars, people that spread Torah in the masses is, they're a living personification of the Torah. Because, believe it or not, you learn much more. There's a concept called, Gadol Shimusho Yoter Milimudo. It's actually, we learned it in uh, a few weeks ago, Parsha, that Yoshua, there were people that had, higher, had a higher IQ than Joshua. But why did Joshua lead the, the Jews into Eretz Israel? Because he was at Moshe's foot every second. He was by his master's side every second. And you absorb, and it's more beneficial, you know, learning Torah, uh, serving a Torah scholar, being in their presence, even more than learning from them. Because the, when, when I teach you something, it's abstract. It's not practical, you know. But when you actually, you're, you're, when you're in the presence of the Torah scholar, you see how he teaches his kids. You see how he talks to his wife, right? Actions speak greater than words. So since actions speak greater than words, the Torah scholar has to be what? Active. Very ca- careful that his actions, you understand, should 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 represent this idea of Kiddush Hashem, not the opposite. Because they say, okay, his words are very good. He knows a lot of Torah, but what is his actions? His actions need to be full of patience and humility and nobility 
and angelic and in high esteem. Not like this garbage society. I go rent, trying to rent different houses. I'm in the real estate business also. I mean, now I'm not active as much. I have other people do it. But you know, the guy's a doctor. The guy, you look at his credit score, he's an 850. He's like a Yale or UCLA grad. And then every second he's saying the F-bomb. I mean, what is... The guy has no self-respect. I mean, society has gone down the drain where people just act like animals. They talk like animals. They... Instead of uh, acting in a noble and humble and angelic way and uh, with a certain self-respect, right? So this is what we're saying. We're saying that the, the Torah scholars should represent the polar opposite of what we see in this low-life society where people talk dirty, think dirty, act dirty, you know? And it says, Keeping Shabbat... The Gemara says it's like a mountain of halachot. Actually, Rabbi David Yosef says a beautiful thing. He says that um, the laws of Shabbat are so sophisticated, especially technology now is like, for example, what would you say? You're allowed, if you own an e-commerce, so you're allowed to website, Amazon account be open on Shabbat. So, believe that I've been trying to give that class for a long time. But... Um, it's just saying the laws of Shabbat, and it happens every week. I was telling like the Shiva guys. It's sad, like in Israel, people learn Gemara the whole day, but they don't learn Halakha. That's the wrong thing. That was the first class I gave them. Every day I give them a short Musar. But it says, Afilu divresh Shavut, and there's a lot of rabbinical laws on Shabbat. It says, don't think, I want to let you know, the Ramchal is saying something very fundamental here. He says, don't think since it's only rabbinical laws like Mukseh, they're garbage. I want to tell you something. There was a time in the nation of Israel, there was millions of Karaites that totally, unequivocally, a thousand percent rejected the oral Torah and the rabbis. You know how many of them exist today? Almost zero. The only Torah that exists, you should know, the Rambam says a very important thing about the rabbinical laws. Because the Persians have a lot of problems. It says, You have to understand, the Rambam says, you should know, the rabbis did not did not and would not, with a clear conscience, add any rabbinical ordinance to the Torah, if they didn't know the whole Torah would go under, down the drain. You see what the Rambam is saying? The Rambam saw it fit, that we have to add like mukseh. If we wouldn't do this, the whole enchilada, the whole baby and its water, would go down the drain. and be. So don't take the rabbinical ordinances and decrees and halachot lightly, because... We, Again, the proof is in the pudding. Anybody that has rejected them, has assimilated, and is no longer part of this holy and noble nation of God's ambassadors. Like the first machloket between Bet Shammai and Betilel was whether if you bring a korban on Shabbat, are you allowed to touch the korban and lean on it? And it's a cold thing. If you look at the Gemara there, it's like it was a big, big deal because it's sad. I, I, in my in my twenty year rabbinical career, also it's so sad. It it makes me cry so because people I really loved and care for, I saw that they thought that the rabbinical was a, some type of joke, and now they're all off the derech. You know, you should know these people were. Like prophets, the Chachamim, that instituted these laws. 
And they knew their vision was prophetic. And they saw that if they don't put this security system around the Torah, the whole thing is going to get stolen and looted. And the whole Torah is going to be, you know, go down the drain. He says, okay, you have to go look at the poskim. Some people are more machmer, like they follow the Benishcha, you understand? Some people follow Rabbi Vadya, but he says, you have to be, learn the, the contemporary laws also. Like I was saying, like, Rabbi David Yosef, Rabbi Vadya says, like Shabbat is like such a, we're living in such a technically advantage, advanced world with LED lights and this and that and that. And it's 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 uh, not it's not only important to learn the classical Shabbat laws, but also see how they manifested in today's modern and ever changing, more you know super thing world. Why is it hard for people to keep Shabbat perfectly? He says the hardest part. The Arizal says this also, by the way. Ramchal is a big Kabbalist. People don't understand. He says, since we're in such a physical world, even if you keep all the laws perfectly, a lot of times people talk, talk divrechol. In Shabbat, whatever you're not allowed to do, right? Are you allowed to do business? No. You're not allowed to talk about it either. You're not like the joke. Two people came to shul. This guy tried to sell a car, and you know, by the end he said, he was, they were negotiating. He said, I already sold it. Too late. I sold it to somebody else. Shul is not a, I try to tell this to people. Shul is not like a social gathering hall. In that, while we're praying, maybe after for Kiddush, Knesset means everybody should gather and have a good social structure. That's true. But praying is not like you're in a casino or or, a coffee cafe and schmooze, you know? And that's why anything that is forbidden to do on Shabbat is forbidden to what? Also, talk about. And I tell you, it makes a world of a difference. If you sit at a Shabbat table where it's all divrei Torah... That's what my one of my rabbis, Rabbi Franz, said. He says, "La'asotet haShabbat." Shabbat. There's certain things in life. Yes, the day has its unlimited holiness, but you yourself also have to. It's, which means a marriage is as great as you make it. The more ose shalom bimruma. You understand? Shalom is not just not fighting. Shalom is not. Let's say a husband and wife don't fight, but they never talk to each other. Are they, are they at peace? Let's say a Shabbat table is nobody's lighting fire, nobody's touching nuksa, but it's all talking about politics and the Lakers and the Yankees and things. Is that holy? So, just like a husband and wife, they have to work at their marriage to build it up as much as you put caring and time and communication and sacrifice into it. It flourishes and becomes such an unlimited, you know, Holy Union, same thing in the Shabbat. Shabbat is not just passively, okay, physically, I'm not going to touch muksa, I'm not, I'm going to keep all that, but in my mind and head, I'm, everything I'm talking about is like a regular day. You know? You've missed the boat. That's what he's saying. The Ramchal. That's why already Yeshaya says, you want to respect Shabbat? Talk holy words. Right? You should not spot that in some post scheme. You'd appreciate this. That on Shabbat, you're only allowed to talk Hebrew. Lashon Kodesh. It's a Yom Kodesh. And you only talk Kadosh. Like we said before, 
whatever is forbidden to do on Shabbat, you shouldn't think about it or talk about that subject matter, right? So Shabbat is not the time to go talk about your stock portfolio. It's, it's the day to talk about Divrei Torah. That's why it's forbidden to go visit your properties, you know, to see what, like, uh, gardening or maintenance it needs for tomorrow. Because the Chavetz Chaim says it the best way. He says Shabbat is like heaven on earth. Working is like hell. Why do you want to go, right? The Gemara says to make uh, to make it uh, honest dollars like Kriyat Yamsuf, Kashrep and Asoda. Do you know how many different charlatan and thing to make an honest dollar? So therefore, like for example, like in Israel, it's not the right thing to go walk, 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 walk by the bus stop. So the second Shabbat is over, you take the bus. On Shabbat, you need to be in a meditative state of connecting to your Holy Father in Heaven and learning as much. Like the Ben Ishchai says, when you learn on Shabbat, it's a thousand times more powerful in the spiritual world. Not that already Shabbat is like... Mentally, you need to be a different place. Verbally, you need to be in a different place. Absorbing holiness, not... And it says, It's forbidden on Shabbat to say, I want to do this business deal tomorrow. All these things. The, the Ramchal is saying Nekiyut is to be free from any type of sin. So he says, I can't go through all the 613 commandments in the Mishnah Yisharim. Because Mishnah Yisharim is not really a halachic work, it's more of an ethic, musar, ethical work. But he says you got to use the same idea on um, everything. He says every mitzvah, for example, the mitzvah of staka or the mitzvah of mezuzah, any mitzvah, there's the more difficult parts of it, there's the more nuanced parts of it, right? You There's... Um, what the, He says the goal is that we should be totally free and clear from any type of uh, sinfulness in it, you know? The Torah is not a salad bar. Right? When we said Naasev and Ishma, right? At the mountain of Sinai, when we said Naasev and Ishma, did we say Naasev and Ishma only on 600 mitzvot, not 613 or 611? We said what? We're going to carry out the mandate of the, the, the complete Torah. So he says, if you want to, and actually to the contrary, if a certain mitzvah, like let's say honoring your parents, is more difficult, like let me just give you an example of being naki, like Chacham ben Siyon Abashal brings, uh, from the Sefer Haredim. Like to be, okay, you should respect your parents. But if you want to go on a higher level, every mitzvah of the Torah, according to Kabbalah, you have to do b'machshava dibur ma'aseh. You have to do the mitzvah in action, talking, and thinking. So it's brought down, Chacham ben Sion, he brings in the Sefer, I saw, you should think that your parents are great, like the mayor, like the great Rosh Hashim. They're honorable people, you know? Or when you talk to them, don't talk to them like they're your servant. It's disgusting. I cannot believe it. It makes me shake to the core. My, my soul gets shaken to the core when I see sometimes people 
in our community the way they communicate to their parents. It's so disgusting and dishonorable and un- distasteful that these people brought you into the world and they did a million and one favors for you. And now you, 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 do, you do that? It's absolutely ridiculous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he says, if you want to be naki, the goal is to be totally free from any type of laxation and um, in, in, in any of the mitzvot. It's like the Jews are like a snow white sheep, right? So just like the sheep is totally white, it's right? If you look at a sheep, like those white sheeps, it has a lot of blotches on it, it doesn't look good. Same thing. Our our report card with Hashem regarding the 613 commandments should all be A+. Plus. As, we're not angels, but as much as physically possible, as much as our, 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 our conscience and neshama allows us, it says, Ravuna b'shem Rav Gista shaloh hikdim l'chad men tefillin shalosh tefillin v'yadashash hikdim v'yadam Moshe m'shabcham v'lo yotzim isham l'shalom. So it says, it says, what does it mean? It says the Jews were so careful in their fight against Miriam, Midian. See, you know, a Jewish soldier, God fights for them supernaturally on the condition that the Jewish soldiers are very careful in the way they... So they don't talk during tefillah. There's a Gemara in Sota. It says like somebody that would talk in the middle of tefillah, David would see in Ruach HaKodesh that he did that sin. He said, get out of my army. You, you don't, you're not holy enough. Same thing here. It says, the Ramchal is saying... You're not, do you know as Allah, you're not allowed to touch, first you have to put your hand to fill in, then your head to fill in. So if you touch your head to fill in, so he says like, that's how careful the Jewish soldiers were in the time of Moshe, that they wouldn't go and try to put their head to fill in before their hand to fill in, or even touch their, that's why like when you put it in your to fill in box, you should put it that always you, you should put like your hand to fill in on one side and your, like on the right side, put your hand to fill in so you don't touch your, take out your head mm. to fill in. Right? So it's like, it was, that's how careful they were in their carrying out of the mitzvot. Because if not, they, they wouldn't have had a peaceful fight. Like I said, the Talmud Yerushalmi says this, that somebody that would talk between Yishtabach and Barchu, start schmoozing in the middle of Tefillah, they would say, you're, you're disqualified from our army. We don't need you. God is not going to do supernatural miracles for people that talk in the middle of tefillah. So you see how careful... Oh, tefillah is not from the Torah. Right? The rabbis wrote it. But you see how careful and meticulous one needs to be in order to, to get to the... Uh,